Let's go to Mike in Ramtown. Hey, Mike. Hey, how you doing, Tiki? What's up? Evan? Good, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? I uh, just want to say, Tiki, Evan, I love you, but I got to side with Tiki on this. If we're going with the New York Giants, mm-hmm. and they have, as you've said yourself, offensive line to fill, skill position players to fill, mm-hmm. quarterback to fill, you can't fill all those by trading away your draft picks for uh, a prospective quarterback. That doesn't make you any sense. You can. When you have all those many holes well, to fill. You can if the guy you're drafting becomes Eli Manning. Then you <laughs> okay, can. Well, 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 well. But well, how often okay, does that happen? Okay, okay. That's fine. But that means next year, next year, with a rookie quarterback and no skill position players and no offensive line, that means a reset year. Well, yeah, it does, but look, here's the way I would phrase it. Take all the picks it would take to get to the number one overall pick, and all you've got to do is look at past trades of teams jumping from seven to number one or 14 yeah. to number one, and you know what it's going to cost the New York yeah, Giants. You're one, a two, maybe maybe two twos or three. And, and a, a future and one. A, and a future one. Okay, it's it's damn expensive. We all get it. It's going to cost you another first-round pick, multiple second-round picks. I get all that. And let's fill in those draft slots with all the players you want to draft. Some you hit on, some you don't. But they're all, you know, linemen, wide receivers, skill mm-hmm. position guys. And add those up and compare it to the potential franchise quarterback. What are you taking? You're taking the franchise quarterback. It's not even a discussion. It's not even close. Now, you have to hit on the quarterback. And the problem right now with you, my friend, is you're afraid. You're afraid. No, no, that's what you are because you said it. Well, what if you don't draft the guy? Well, okay, you fail. Right. Look. There's a risk involved. I know that. But the reward, dude, is so much higher. You have Eli Manning or name the franchise quarterback you want to come up with. It's well worth what you gave up in draft capital. Would you agree with that? Yeah, of course. Then you do it. But it's just hard to know if it's actually going to hit. You You don't know. But, dude, you're, you're afraid. Of course. You're scared. Because if I'm the Giants, the last thing you need is a miss. In a in a big move like that, a miss is turn like you know you're not getting forgiven for missing. Right? Different teams you can get forgiven. Yeah. Different circumstances, different guys, you you'll get forgiven for missing. This Giants they're not getting forgiven. And so they it has to be right. Is that why you wouldn't make a trade cuz you're afraid of not being forgiven? I'm, That's not a good reason. Well, you're gone. But. You're gone if you don't win anyway. Well, that's, here's the thing. If they miss this year and we find out in three years they're a bust, there's a good chance in three years, no matter what, you're going to feel the same way about this Jones deal or anything else. Like At some point, we oh, even if we like Daniel Jones, and I'm the guy that will scream and say I love him, he's a hit away. Like, the injuries are too much to ignore. Forget the play. They're going to have to make a call, and they're high enough up the board right now that it will cost you less in future years. Well, and also, you talk about you know losing your job and the risk of things. I want to use your buddy as an example. I want to use your guy, Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin was winning games for the New York Giants, right? They were in the playoffs in back-to-back seasons. You retired, yep. and you know where Tom Coughlin was? I could tell you first thing, because I was right here at this radio station. His ass was on a really hot, hot seat. Yes, but he didn't need a quarterback. No, no, but my point is, winning and getting to the playoffs sounds great right now. It's not enough. Got to win. Well, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. But I, I, I'm actually not even really talking about the coach. I'm not talking about Dave's. 
I'm talking about Joe Shane. Like these decisions that he has to make are they're they're going to alter the franchise. Yes. And so I agree. It's a powerful position to be in, and all I'm saying is you better be right. I, well, we agree with that. The question is, do you want to put all your chips on the table or you want to be conservative and draft a project in the second round? Because that's what you want to do. And guess what? You're facing the same risks. Because if you don't hit on that project and Daniel Jones is hurt, where are you? You're screwed. Yeah, but where where do you have excess draft picks? Second round. Yeah. So, so like, if you take the guy, and I, and I, hate, to, I hate to do it because it's, it's a game, but Michael Penix just didn't impress me yesterday. It didn't impress me last night. And all season long, I would have... I was intrigued by him. And then in Texas, he destroyed him. I mean, the first play of the game or one of his first throws of the game was like just bomb. Like, God, this guy, this kid is accurate down the field. And he just did it over and over again. Last night, he looked, I don't know, looked lost. And that's more evidence on why you have to be aggressive and trade for the number one overall pick. Because if you do that, you get your pick. And I know you don't love Caleb Williams, and I respect that. He's too tiny. That's Tiki's issue, right? Mm-hmm. He's too tiny. Well, he's also, I don't Small. know, he's mercurial. And it just it bothers you could, me. You could say he's a weirdo. <laughs> no, not that, because I don't know him, but it just like some of his responses to things, just I don't know. So you like Drake May. And I, if you trade for the number one overall I like, pick. I like a guy who 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 fits the profile, big, strong, doesn't have to like move out of the pocket mm-hmm. in order to see where he needs to throw the ball over the middle. Cause so much of the NFL is crossing routes and, you know, hitting these digs that are right, you know, right in the middle of the field. And if you can't see him, you're not gonna throw him, right? So one size is another, but two, how you carry yourself, I think, is so important. And there are, few, there are very few examples of guys who just came off as knuckleheads who were really good, like ambassadors and CEOs of your football team. It just doesn't. It doesn't work. It doesn't it doesn't happen. And I think more so in this town. Absolutely, more in this so town. in this town. It it takes a lot. And I know the Zach Wilson era is over, and I don't want to say any bad things about Zach Wilson anymore. So I'm not. I'm going to compliment him. I'm going to compliment him. Being a quarterback for the New York Jets, and I think the same applies for the Giants. In weird ways, it's maybe worse with the Giants because there are even higher expectations. You're following in the shadow of Eli Manning. With the Jets, you're following in the shadow, no offense, of a guy that hasn't quarterbacked in 50 years Mm -hmm. or 45 years if we're being, you know, really uh, exact on it. And I thought Zach Wilson, for the most part, and that was always great moments. He handled it well because it's not easy. you're You're not wrong about that. It was hard to be where he was, and you never felt like he... One time, maybe the whole Patriots thing a year ago. Yeah. Other than that, he answered the questions. He stood up. He took the heat and just kind of felt bad for him at times. But he handled it the See, right way. See, now I feel bad for him. You know why? Because I don't have to deal with him anymore. He's gone. <laughs>